All right. Well, welcome back to another episode with me, Darren Langill, your host of the Re-Education Experience, a modern realtor's playbook. Today, I'm bringing on a guest, our first guest into my uh, re-education podcast journey to discuss three different topics that she absolutely crushes. Uh, I've known this incredible lady since about 2013. I was trying to peg it back and have always been at awe with the way in which she conducted her business. Uh, today, I have the honor to have Glenda Baker on the show. Uh, Glenda Baker is an associate broker of 26 years in the business, uh, and if not, she'll tell me otherwise, in the Atlanta, Georgia region. Uh, she's the CEO president of her top producing sales team, uh, Glenda Baker and Associates. Uh, Glenda has basically seen it all, has been uh, basically received every honor you can, along with held a variety of key positions in the real estate board in the region. Um, you know, some, some that I found, Captain of Industry Award, Lifetime Member of the Million Dollar Club, Rising Star Awards, Young Realtor Awards, how about that? And so many more. Um, Glenda and I met back in the Tom Ferry coaching organization while we were both clients. And ever since I've just been following her journey along. So Glenda, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Oh my gosh, Darren, thank you. I am so excited. I did not realize I was like the inaugural guest. So I'm totally excited. Someone has to be the first, right? And I it might as it. well. Yes. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. I know you're busy. You're a busy, busy, busy lady. And, uh, and thanks for being here with us. I reached out to Glenda for those listening because I felt her blend of highly successful lead source had such a range that we needed to put a spotlight on it. Um, as a seasoned veteran in the industry, she's been a part um, of the entire evolution. I think of the more recent changes in real estate, you know, from that older traditional way in which our business just ran and it ran for many decades that way. Right. Uh, and then the emergence of the internet and the growth that came from that. And we had to figure that out. And then now the blow up of all things digital and social kind of in the 2010s, this entire decade. And now, of course, now into the 2020s. But, and somehow you've been able to figure out how to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, you've remained top in your field with a combination of, that's what we'll talk about today, some tried and true tactics, but also some super new age techie platforms such as TikTok. Um, so today I plan to dig into um, maintaining a strong and sphere database with you along with her success stories on TikTok, something that I'm sure many of you haven't considered yet. And if you have some time, um, her stories, uh, if we have some time at the end, we'll talk about some agent to agent referral business. So Glenda, first of all, how are you? Well, I'm amazing, you know, living the dream, selling houses every day. Um, business is great for us here in Atlanta, and I have been so blessed and so fortunate. Um, it has been, um, it, it's been an interesting year for sure. How has the pandemic, every region in North America, well, every region in the world has been acting differently because of our, either our restrictions on us by our governments, and of course, just the macroeconomics that play into each one of our regions. But how has the Atlanta region been through this? Well, you know, you've got to keep in mind that we are the headquarters of Delta. And so, and, and Marriott has a junior headquarters here. So for us, you know, we've been affected definitely by job loss. Um, you know, Delta furloughed, laid off 17,000 people, Marriott, another 8,000 people. So I think that um, we definitely kind of had to, to be in tune with what's going on around us, number one. Um, but in Georgia, we were like one of the first states to kind of be released from lockdown. You know, I always kind of laugh and say it's rifles and rednecks down here. So we're not really afraid of anything. And, you know, we kind of have seen some of our clients that are very fearful and some of our clients that are going on living day-to-day -day life as if there was nothing going on. So what's been really key for us is to kind of understand where the client is. Um, and try and mirror that behavior uh, as safely as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's such a range and a range within regions as well about how like the empathy that we have to express to the client so that we can be where they're at 
And then also I probably be if, if if some are much more open than maybe you are or us as agents, knowing when you have to put your own guards up a little bit too, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I deal with a lot of people in the entertainment industry. And um, in fact, I have a little side hustle where I find locations for television and film production. And so they have actually resumed that where they had stopped it completely. They've started, they've resumed it back. And so, you know, we're doing a lot of that work, but it's very important to meet the client where they are, not where you are. So, you know, it's been, it's been very important to learn how to mirror people safely. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky as a whole. And we're so in front of everybody as realtors, like our jobs to be up front and center. And of course we have to tread the line a little bit. Absolutely. How, so when things came off and the restrictions got released and you guys were kind of on the front wave of that, has it tightened up much since, or have you guys just been wide open off you go? So it's kind of interesting that you asked that. Our company actually is uh, moving more towards a cautious um, environment where you can only be in the office when you're doing essential business. Um, fortunately for my team, that's every day because we sell a truckload of houses. So um, typically my team is in the office. We have a private office, so we're in here kind of safe together. Um, we're in our bubble. But, you know, people want to buy and sell real estate, and my sellers are expecting open houses my sellers are expecting us to show houses. And so we just need to learn to do that in a safe environment where everybody, the consumer feels safe as well as the agent. Gotcha. So fair. So right now you guys are fairly open and where I'm in, in Calgary, uh, we're going almost phasing into a second series of, of restrictions and tightening. Uh, right now they've just pulled away open houses from us. So we don't, we're not doing those as of now, but are you guys open to that currently? Yeah, absolutely. We have an open house scheduled for Sunday. Uh, there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks for yeah, giving us a little context on the kind of where you're at and where Atlanta's at and Georgia's region. I want to start right in to your TikTok journey because, I mean, you and I have a lot of mutual friends and uh, I kind of saw you jump on that bandwagon and and I've considered it a little bit and pulled back, but you're not. I'd love to just take you right back what made you decide to explore TikTok as a platform? Well, um, I was working with, um, with a, a social media advisor. And he said to me, he's like, Glenda, I think you would do really well on TikTok. And I'm like, I am a middle-aged woman. I'm not dancing. Uh, well, who in the world is going to watch my TikTok? And he's like, you're really good on camera. And I'm like, I just don't see it. And so I actually started out just like when I was sh out showing houses, like stuff that I found interesting, like faux finish or kitchen renovations, or there's not a freestanding tub in a $950,000 house. Um, and just kind of voice over and just kind of getting used to the platform. And when my first video um, about kitchen renovation. Oh, no, the first video was the faux finish and he got 300,000 views in like three days. I was like, holy cow. Um, now, Yikes. along with that comes a lot of comments, a lot, a lot of comments. So you definitely got have to have some thick skin to do TikTok. Uh, it is not for um, the weak at heart, for sure, because there's a lot of uh, very strong comments, you know, like, oh, I'd just be happy to have a house. Who cares if it's faux finished, you know? So you just, you've got to take it with a grain of salt, but the exposure, I mean, think about it. At that point in time, when I had those 300,000 views, I think I had maybe 8,000 followers. So to have 300,000 views was insane. Um, and then it was so funny because last week, we posted a video and it has 600,000 views now. And um, this, this girl uh, sent my son, who's 19 years old, she sent him a text message and she said, um, what is your mom's last name? Please tell me it's Baker because her TikToks are my jam and she looks creepily like you. And oh, so, that's awesome. Well, you know, and people are like, so who cares if some teenager is watching your TikToks? Who, like, are you, or how are you leveraging this? Well, what's really interesting is on one of my stories, Instagram stories, 
I posted about a television crew being at, a at one of my listings and someone called their agent and said, hey, we saw this on Instagram. Can you find out about this house? Those people looked at that house and made a contract on that house. When they came, the girl's like, oh my gosh, we saw your TikTok. So it's adding a layer of exposure and credibility and that you're actually in tune with a different age group. I mean, the majority of my followers on TikTok are not 50 year old women. They're, the majority of them are much younger, but to show that you're actually connected and that you're not sending refrigerator magnets is, is really key. I mean, people want to know that you're like, that you understand how to sell real estate in 2020. Yeah, it's that relevance, right? That's the, Absolutely. I mean, if anything we know, it's going to keep changing, but it's our job to stay relevant um, and be where the eyeballs are. Yeah, relevance and exposure. I think that people do not um, really understand the, the level of exposure that you can get. I mean, just like on that one video from, we have one video from last week that has like 200,000 views, but it has like 1,500 comments. I mean, that, that's a ton of engagement. The level of engagement that you can get on TikTok is, is unbelievable. And once you start getting that engagement and that momentum, you get more and more and more. It's like paying off the smallest credit card first and just gaining that momentum. How do you, so that was one of your first videos went pretty big. Um, yeah, one of my first videos, the, the faux finish, three or 400,000, then the renovations, uh, kitchen renovation, seven, like three things not to look for in a cheap ass renovation. Mm -hmm. And that one got like 800,000 views. And then, you know, I sold the wrong house. That one has about 600,000. So, you know, a lot of different, a lot of different content. Um, I made a commitment to um, do some, some produced, we'll call it, you know, like faux real um, production of the TikTok videos. So I actually have someone shoot the TikTok videos for me just because I wanted them to look more like um, an interview style, story style, um, series and I call it sugar and spice real estate advice. And nice. it just talks about like the Zestimate. Um, it talks about, um, guaranteed offers. It talks about professional photos, seasonal decor, political signs, just snapshots of story time and how that really affects you when you're selling and buying real estate. So when you were getting going from the start, if somebody were to say, you know what, Glenda's convinced me, I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, so you started, it, it was raw and real uh, moments, day in the life behind the scenes as realtors, navigating the ins and outs of what we do, which is already pretty interesting, but I think we get numb to it as realtors, oh, yeah. right? We, we overthink what it is to share. So you just started, was it 15 seconds at a time you were going for? Uh, it's 60 seconds, 60, 60 seconds, under 60 seconds. Um, but really I was just trying to kind of get familiar with the platform and just kind of see what works. But this is, if I could give you one piece, the best piece of advice is be yourself. Don't worry about being something that somebody else is going to like, or somebody else is going to watch. Be yourself, be yourself. Because if you're creating this avatar to get people to watch you and that's not really you, it just doesn't translate. And so I think for me, what's kind of been like the key to the video success is just, it's just me, you know, I mean, you know. I, Unfiltered, yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, not trying to be something. No, it's just it's As just you would me. be with your friends, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think that really kind of, my mom always said, Glenda, you have such a distinctive personality. People are going to love you or they're going to hate you. And, and I think that that's very, very true. I always say I'm not everybody's cup of tequila, but hopefully I'm a cup of tea, but sometimes I'm somebody's shot of tequila. And I think that that's really, really true. You can't be everything to everybody, but find the people that really are into you. And so that's kind of what I've tried to do is just find the people that are really into me and that appreciate my style. And I think that if you're just true to yourself, that you'll automatically get the audience that appreciates you. And did you, so how consistent did you get on this platform? 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm consistent enough. I try and I try and post every day, but I have to tell you, um, I get really caught up in how the videos are taking off and I get, and I start like responding to the comments. And when I'm responding to the comments, I'm not uploading more content and I don't want people to become numb to the content. So that's why every, people say post all the time. But I think that you want people, I think you need to post when you've got something relevant to say, like posting a bunch of garbage just to post. I don't, to me, I don't think that that's bringing you value. Yeah, that makes sense. Then it feels forced, right? And then, yeah. I mean, and I think it's probably like any of the other platforms at that point, right? Is you're posting something, the, the authenticity rules, right? Um, yeah, is generally what. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got, I've got different, different video series. So I've got posts from the Porsche, which I do from my car. I love that one. <laughs> and it's in the moment. Like I'm whacked out about something. I'm like, you know, somebody didn't take professional photos or somebody left the dog out. You know, it's that like in your car, it's almost like preaching from the Porsche. Um, and then I've got the TikTok sugar and spice real estate advice. And then I've got a new series called the Glenda show, which is like an interview series where I sit at Orange Table Talk, kind of like Jada Pinkett Smith has Red Table Talk. So I sit with somebody and kind of, inter not interview, just, you know, like shoot the bull. You know, I mean, we're real estate agents. If you can't talk shit about real estate, you don't need to be in real estate for God's sake. You know, you should be able to sit down and talk to anybody about real estate. And that's yeah, what I do sure. is just sit there and, and, you know, I told the, the videographer, I said, just tape it all and just, put it out there, you know, and, and he says to me, he's like, Glenda, he's like, you say a lot of the same things all of the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, do you realize how many times you say, oh, my stars? And I'm like, no, he's like, you say it all the time. And so there's like one TikTok that's just all the stuff that I say all of the time. It's hilarious. Oh, that's see, that's the thing. You, you have to have fun with this business, right? Yeah. And the thing is, we have so much ability to have fun we don't get we're not accountants we're we're not just sitting behind a desk like we have some incredible I mean, we're pretty blessed right and we've made these choices to be in this business to be broke every morning when you wake up and go out and chase right and uh with that comes like the, a whole bunch of authenticity and troubles and and fails and trips and falls and you're saying you're showing it all yeah i mean because like life is not perfect and think about i mean really in all honesty let's think about this like you're getting to help someone with what is typically their single largest investment, number one. Number two, you're getting to help someone purchase a home where they're gonna build memories of a lifetime. Like, the, like they'll bring their children home. Their kid will learn how to ride the bike. Like they'll get engaged, they'll get married. They'll, it will be the backdrop of the memories of their life. Like, do you realize the importance of where you are in people's life. And so I think that just being true to yourself and being true to your brand is, is really the secret sauce. And I think that agents miss that. What is this platform? See what happens with agents and you've been through this agents get into a platform. There's the early adopters and everybody else kind of follows behind and us as realtors wreck the platform because we just pitch, 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 spam, spam. So I, you would say that about Facebook and you say that about Instagram, but right now is it, are we in early adopters territory still from your, like how many Atlanta area realtors are you really competing with in your space? Is there much? No, no, no. Right. And how big is your market? How big is Atlanta? I don't even know how many people are in that greater nine, Atlanta nine area. million people. Yeah, and so people. you, and you're making a splash because you're yeah. really one of the few that are saying it. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like the ABC affiliate here did like the top, like TikTok top real estate agents, and they named me. And I'm like, seriously? Like, are you serious? So I mean, for me, it's still kind of strange that people are like, wow, like your TikTok game is so cool. And I'm like, like it's insane. Like I was showing a house last Saturday. And this, there's an agent coming in, I'm coming out. She goes, you look so familiar. I said, oh, I, I'm a real estate agent. She goes, oh, I'm a real estate agent too. And I said, and she goes, oh, my name is Grace, whatever her name was. And I said, oh, I'm Glenda Baker. And she goes, you just look so familiar. I said, well, I shoot a lot of video. She goes, 
oh my gosh, you're the TikTok agent. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. It. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's so cool. Has it translated to real dollars and cents at this point for you? We've had six transactions from TikTok. Holy. So that's a legitimate lead source. You know, that's bigger than the average. That's more transactions than the average agent does in America per year, that, right? That's, that's, let's just put it this way. That's $70,000. <laughs> from your TikTok playground. <laughs> it's free. It's free. I love it. Let me rephrase that. It's free. So yes, what? we're we're doing more TikTok. <laughs> I love it. What are some no-nos? Quick no-nos that you've had, other than the uh, the uh, don't be something you're not, right? I mean, which is which is great. Any any no-nos that you found that were just like, uh, don't like is or should we be following those dance trends? Should we be trying those lip sync battles? Like, walk me down that path. You know, I just I tried it. It's just not me. You know, just do you. If you're like a great dancer, I mean, yeah, have at it. But if you're not a great dancer, let's just skip it. Let's 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 live in our genius, okay? If your genius is real estate, let's focus on that, okay? Totally, I love it. Yeah, I know. I tried a couple of those too, and man, it was it 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 looks so unauthentic, but it was fun to give it a try. And nobody's going to really bash it for it at the end of the day. No, I mean, but you know, you can't, you need to figure out like, like what works for you. Figure that out. Figure, you know, try some different stuff. Is it walking through houses that works for you? Is it giving advice? Is it educating? Like, like where is your genius? What are some best practices you've learned from like the actual, like I make a post. I know there's some hashtags with involved. I mean, any best little simple tips and tricks you could pass along? Okay, so listen to me when I say this. Hashtag your name. Hashtag your name in every video you post. If you do that, you can then search your name under hashtag and see the cumulative total of views. Mm. Did you hear that? Let me, re let me repeat that. This is super important. Hashtag your name in every video you post. Then you can search your name under hashtag and see the cumulative number of views of all of your videos. I have 4 million views. 4 million views on TikTok. Amazing. I couldn't reach that exposure on any other platform. That is huge. And free. Yeah. It's huge and free. And I only have 41,000 followers. So I want, I want to make, I want to think through that. There's only 41,000 people that are following me, but 4 million people have viewed my videos. That's gigantic. That's huge. Let yeah, me plug algorithm. in my computer. Wait one second, because <laughs> you know what? I just, my, my computer just kind of got a little bit dark and I would hate for it to die while we're sitting here talking. I almost did that last week on my on my uh, local Calgarian po podcast, and uh, <laughs> I was right in the middle of it, so that would have been bad. Yes. So yeah, that Camula views. And now, I I was in uh, I think it's the brand ambassadors group uh, with Sharon yes. and uh, Dean, yeah. and uh, they were talking about five hashtags. Is that a thing? Should you only do five? I saw that at one point early in their push, or is that? I mean, tell me about that. I know okay, Instagram so we're saying maximize, go thirty. So there's so there's only a certain number of characters allowed in your in your TikTok little little thing Message, yeah okay yeah. so the most important is hashtag your name okay mm -hmm. then i always hashtag atlanta real estate and then i always hashtag real estate but what you can do is you can see what hashtags are trending and then add that one at the end but the most important is your name and your area real estate. Makes sense. Are you finding, um, so some of your videos, that's a ton of views, a lot of comments, a lot of engagement. It's quite simple, I think, for most of us to easily manage the comments we get on a Facebook or an Instagram post because the engagement levels are so low. Um, are you getting back to everyone? Is, the, is that, does that feed the algorithm? I can't, I can't get back to everyone. I mean, literally I need a full-time person to do that. And I don't want to employ a full-time person because I want it to all be me. I want it yeah. to be authentically me. So what the ones that I'm trying to respond to first are the ones that mention me. I, some people have actually duetted me. 
like that's where it's like side by side. I'm like, oh my God, somebody duetted me. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, one of them was not quite so nice, um, but I digress. Um, but the most important thing is that I always try and respond to the ones that um, maybe kind of seem a little bit um, um, unclear about the message of the video because I wanna make sure that they understood the message of the video. Like the person who said, you know, I'd just be happy to have any house, who cares that it's faux finished. And I think that you need to be sensitive to your audience. Right. And so yeah, for me, I wanna, I wanna make sure that, that people don't think I'm over here living in some ivory tower in some Taj Mahal house. I mean, I have $950 rentals. I have $3 million houses. So I, I, I want to make sure that people understand that I'm not looking at real estate from some very narrow lens. Sure. Are you cross-posting this content into your other platforms? Um, I am not cross-posting the TikTok videos much on Instagram because when you do that, they have the TikTok logo and Instagram doesn't like that. I gotcha. have them produced so that I can share them in Facebook and I can put them on YouTube and I can also put them in an Instagram post, but I'm trying not to use the same exact content. So what we're doing is we're editing different segments and different times for different platforms. So what performs the best on reels, what performs the best on IGTV. And so we're trying to take some of the same content and just edit it a little bit differently for different platforms because like LinkedIn doesn't want to know about me selling the wrong house. For sure. So, I mean, I like that. I mean, I also want to caution the people listening too is, I mean, get out and do before you start really doing the detailed tweaks that uh, you've now earned the right to do because you're maximizing it. You've got a thing. So it's like you can get to what Glenda is just talking about, but don't don't worry about that day one. Just get out and start posting. Right. Exactly. And that's the most important thing is is I mean, think about it. Post from the Porsche. I mean, that literally started out somebody even somebody. It was one of my viewers that said, oh, this is a post from the Porsche. Like he came up with it, not me. And it was just me shooting a live video because as an only child, I talked to myself in the mirror all of the time growing up. And my phone is almost like a mirror to me. So it's almost like me talking to myself. So I'm very comfortable with it. But I think that the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. And you also figure out where you're not comfortable. I'm not comfortable just talking to uh, the camera rolling. I'm more comfortable in a conversation setting. So when we were doing real estate from the road where I was showing a camera crew through the house, that was not really my, my comfort level. But me talking to, the, to somebody about in a conversation setting was definitely better for me. So I think that just trial and error is probably the best way to start and then start honing in on where you're really good. Gotcha. Are you finding from a growth perspective, are you mostly posting and like you said, hitting those, those at mention comments or are you also out there engaging proactively with other people um, to just like to sink into their following? Do you, are you doing that too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You definitely want to look and see who's making waves in the space because, you know, you want, if that's somebody that is an extension of you, an extension of your brand does stuff similarly to you. There's one, um, one, uh, lady on TikTok that is like a loan officer and I she very different style than me, but I love her content, the richness, the genuineness of her content. And it's so funny because when I started engaging with her, I started showing up on her FYP and she started showing up on mine. And so I think that the engagement with other, other people that are in uh, similar or affiliate industries is really key. Right. Yeah. Cause you said FYP for those people aren't, uh, who don't know it's, it's the for you page, correct? Yes. For and you that's page. that. And that's their way of tossing content that they believe you match with or you're right. in, 
into your feed, right? And that's that's yes. organically happening. Um, so that's why you say connect with those. And that's why if you spend probably too much time down the path of those hip hop dancers, and that's never something you're going to do, um, it's, it's not going to cross over. Right, exactly. I mean, no, I love to watch Noah Beck dance. I mean, I, I love to watch his little dance videos. He, you know, he's 19 years old. He's the same age as my kid. It cracks me up. But I don't need to spend a ton of my time watching him dance. I love, though, watching other real estate agents. I love watching other 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 industries that are affiliated with real estate, what they're doing. And I think that you can learn so much from other people. And, you know, I, I, I always like, I always want to take like a little piece and glendify it and just, you know, take it and repurpose it, repackage it for me, for what works for me. Gotcha. One last question around this and we'll transition, but are you finding how do you finding the rise of reels since they launched it to kind of mirror what TikTok's doing? Are you seeing, are you still seeing that uh, for those people that are really in love with the Instagram platform? Uh, walk me through your journey with it. So it's, it's not nearly as easy to use as, um, as TikTok. Number one, because the voiceover function is not there. The voiceover function is awesome when you're walking through a house, when it, you're, doing behind the scenes when you're in day to day. It's just so easy to use on TikTok, but, but reels will get there. Um, right now, I don't think that the, um, the usability of it isn't, it's not quite as friendly, but it's going to be there. I, I, I'd say probably within the next 60 to 90 days, I think it's probably going to be up to 60 seconds. I think that they're going to do the voiceover control um, so it's just going to be much easier to use because they're definitely jumping on that same TikTok kind of um, venue. Gotcha. So, I mean, that makes sense. If you want to be early again, you still have tons of time to be early oh, to make a bigger splash absolutely. now than, than, you know, a year and a half, two years from now, as Gary Vee always says, it's like, just get in and go and get the eyeballs <laughs> on you. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. I love it that, like you said, at the beginning, the bias at the beginning, you're saying your business coach or your, your mentor was saying, go for it. And because and you're good on camera and you're like, this seems like the opposite of what I should do. But right. yet here you are. And this is how we started the show today. Someone who's been in the business for 25 plus years would be the probably the last person that most young agents would say should go there. Uh, and here you are crushing it and, and, and winning, winning that game right now. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Let's flip the script all the way back to the other side of your business, which I know, and this is what I knew before your TikTok journey, because I've known you for a lot longer than your TikTok journey, uh, has been your insanely, inc I mean, just an, am an amazing ability to do sphere and database so well, right? Of course. So some might say, yeah, she's been in the business for a long time. Her, her database is large just by virtue of surviving through this industry. But again, that's not it, right? There's so much more to what you've accomplished. So what percentage of your business would you say, if you know off the top of your head, is like Sphere database referral? 63%. No, so you do, you know, your numbers. Good job. I do. Right? <laughs> so of yeah. that, do you know what, how many is like from, is repeat buyers versus referral and versus say just, just uh, past clients? So we have 31% that are repeat people. Gotcha. Okay. With you, buying so, again. Yeah. So, so it's about 50-50 of yep. SOI and people that have bought with us before. Gotcha. And of the SOI and that are referring you, that's, that, that's a big group, right? That's, so a lot of people Huge. haven't done business with you, but continues to send you business. Absolutely. Right? Let me say that again, continues to send you business, but has never experienced your great service yet Correct. is a huge percentage. So you're saying it's half of the 63. So that's like 31 and a half percent of your business come from people genuinely sending good vibes your way and, and referring you and they haven't yet transacted to experience. That's amazing. It's huge. And you know, everybody says, how is that possible, Glenda? The reason that it's possible is one line. No matter where I go, the beauty parlor, the restaurant, the dry cleaner, no matter Starbucks, wherever I go, hey, Glenda, how's it going? 
living the dream, selling houses every day. No lie, living the dream, selling houses every day. I walk into the Starbucks, living the dream, selling houses every day. And it never fails. Somebody says, you're in real estate. I am in real estate. Wow. I, please tell me you know somebody who needs to sell their house. I've got people standing in line to buy houses and I don't have a house to sell. No lie. When did that you... is literally the script. I, no lie. You think that I'm absolutely crazy. I eat dinner out a lot. I typically eat dinner alone a lot. I always sit at the bar. The reason that I sit at the bar is because the people that sit at the bar want to talk to somebody. The people who sit at a table by themselves don't want to talk to anybody. I sit at the bar. I sit down in the seat. Whew. Oh, long day. Oh, oh my gosh. I have been showing houses. Oh my, please tell me, you know, somebody that wants to sell their house because I have been showing houses and I cannot find these people a house to, to, to buy. I mean, please tell me, you know, some, well, you know, actually my neighbor's thinking about selling their house. No lie. I have made more money from that script than any other script I have ever used. It's like completely, you're unapologetically just saying how it is. And you're, in, you're in real estate? Yes, I'm in real estate. I know somebody that wants to buy. I know, everybody knows somebody that wants to buy or sell a house. Everybody. And literally, you just sit there. You're chatting. You're shooting the bull with somebody. Again, you're in real estate. You should be able to talk real estate about any play, anywhere you go. I've always said it's like your job to guide the conversation there. Um, and Absolutely. it doesn't take much. It's like literally just like you're just nudging it. You're like yeah. blowing a feather. There you go. Like <laughs> there's yeah. no, it's, again, we don't sell, I don't know, stands for these microphones. We don't send where it's like one in a hundred people that you ever meet will need it. It's virtually everybody in our industry. Yeah. Um, so the idea of being a secret agent, which I know is a lot of agents, issue right they just they just hope somebody calls them and says hey you're a realtor right um versus uh staying it saying it out loud and and, and showing that you're busy right yeah and the follow-up the money's in the follow-up so you sat down next to john smith john smith said oh you're in real estate yes i'm in real estate oh my gosh please tell me you know somebody who wants to buy or sell real estate i've got people standing in line to buy houses well, you know, my neighbor's thinking about selling their house. Oh my gosh, John, tell me where, where, where do you live? Oh, I live on Rivermead. Oh, okay. Well, so I already know his name's John Smith and he lives on Rivermead. It literally is about five seconds to find his actual address and be a stalker. So, right. oh, wow. Which, which house on Rivermead? Oh, I'm in the greenhouse by the lake. Okay. So now I've narrowed it down. I know where John Smith li lives. Literally a thank you note. Oh, it's so, it's so nice to meet you last night at Houston's. The salmon looked great. Remember, if you know anybody that wants to buy or sell real estate, I've got people standing in line. Here's my contact information. If he didn't get it, then he's gotten it with a follow-up note. And you know, it never, ever fails. People say, oh, Glenda, handwritten note. Couldn't you send them an email? No, you couldn't send them an email because you don't have their email address, but you know where the guy lives. And now the fact that he knows that you know where he lives, you're familiar with him and you've shared food. You've sat next to each other and you've shared food. People don't understand. People don't break bread. People don't share food with people they don't trust. So literally, even though he's eating his, you're eating yours, you're sitting there together, eating together. And it's almost like building a relationship. I mean, the people at the last dinner, trust me, they were in a relationship. And I think that people really discount the fact that when you give somebody food, that we, we, my last name is Baker, Linda Baker. So we send tons of baked goods, cupcakes, brownies, chocolates, all kinds of food. Once somebody accepts food from you, they trust you. Because what did your mother tell you? Never take food from a stranger. Never take food from a stranger. Never take food from a stranger. Once you give somebody food and they take it, you are no longer a stranger, number one. Number two, if it is good food, they associate you with something sweet, something that tastes good. Now you're, you're in a relationship and you're associated with something that they enjoyed. Literally, it is like rapport building 101. So this, so these are to people you've just met. Yeah. I mean, think about right? it. You met, this is you, like the, yeah, you sat down next to somebody at, at, you know, at Amalfi, literally, I sat down next to this guy last night 
I'm out having dinner at the bar at Amalfi Italian restaurant here in Atlanta. And the guy's name is Bob. Oh, my name's Bob. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Oh, goodness gracious. I have been showing houses all day. Oh, you're in real estate. I am in real estate. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm getting divorced. I'm thinking about buying a house. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'd love to talk to you about buying a house. You know, if I can ever help you, just let me know. Oh, do you have a card with you? Absolutely. I have a card with me. Where do you want to buy? I want to buy a Marriott. I mean, like literally, like it was a $30 pasta last night and now Bob's going to buy a $500,000 house. That's $15,000. I just made last night. Do you honestly think because that Bob's not going to buy a house from me? Of course. He shared dinner with me, sitting next to me. And really because you opened your mouth and we're okay to share that we are in sales and I do something that you're going to want, right? Everybody has to have a place to live, Darren. Are you asking, um, I, so when you get to these conversations, this is in the yeah. people we've never met. Now I've built this little conversation going. You... Oftentimes you're right. You get to the point of you're in real estate. Hey, what do you do? And it's a very natural conversation. Yeah. Even if they're not interested to buy or sell, how are you negotiating their contact info? Other than if you can pull off that, that, that where you live, you're in the greenhouse and you get that far, you guys in the U S can pull that information easier than us in Canada. We have a bunch of laws that we just can't get that. I couldn't, I'd actually have to, I'd have to have your address and I'd have to pay 10 bucks to pull title to pull uh, to, to learn it was you. Um, but uh, how are you um, asking for their contact info if you if you know they're not in the stage of I'm going to buy or sell right now? So, I'd love to share an article with you, Darren. Do you what? What's your cell phone? Let me just go ahead. I want to share this article with you. I always try and find something that you're interested in. So, Darren. So, let me ask you a question. So, like, do you know how much your home's worth? Or, oh my gosh, so you live in Decatur? Oh, wow. Did you see that new restaurant in Decatur? So that you're looking for some, something that you can share with them, some piece of information. So, oh my gosh, right. do you know what? There, there's a house that's coming on the market in Decatur. Like it's not on the market yet, but you know what? I, I, I'm just going to share it with you because like, I know that as soon as it hits the market, it's going to go, but maybe you have somebody who'd be interested. So, oh, what's your cell phone number? So literally, I mean, you're sitting right next to them. Like you're sharing food with them. They're obviously, I'll give you my, you know what? Let me just give you my contact information. Let me just, I'll just share my contact information with you. And literally now you have their cell phone. Yeah, and then, oh, so, I love that. It was so nice to meet you. You know, Darren, it was so nice to meet you. Let me, I want to share this article with you that I saw that might be of interest to you. You, what, you like boats. You know, if you don't want to get on the real estate gig, okay, you like boats, you like cars, you like, you know, Ferraris. Oh, my friend, he said, oh my gosh, I love these uh, Ducati motorcycle things. And so literally I saw an article about Ducatis and I like sent the link and I'm like, oh, Bob, I saw this link about Ducatis. You mentioned that you really like those. I thought you might find this interesting. Program me in. This is my cell phone. I love it. I mean, you're right. It's, we overthink it. It's like, if you have anything that you could touch them, you may not even know they're an article that exists, but you know you could go find one if you know it would match him. And you could find the greatest, most relevant, probably uh, article about anything, even though you know nothing about a Ducati. Right. And you just, what you're, what you're looking for in conversation is something that, some familiarity, something to build the bridge from taking you from just an insignificant meeting to um, from an acquaintance to somebody that can be a raving fan for you. Something that you have some, and, and you know, some people may not want to talk to you. Some people may not want to, you know, engage. And, you know, sometimes that's the case. Rarely is that ever the case because everybody wants to talk about real estate. As soon as you walk in, you know, Salvador is, hey, Glenda, how's it going? Living the dream, selling houses every day. The whole bar hears, the whole bar hears, okay? So they, oh, you're in real estate. Oh, yes, I'm in. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, that's the thing is everybody wants to talk about real estate. And I think that agents overthink it. They think that they're being salesy. They think that they're like, everybody wants to talk about real estate. Like, where do, when do you go somewhere and nobody doesn't want to talk about real estate? Yeah, it's a gift. I, it's, 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 it's the, it's the never ending gift that we have by being in this business. When, so what's the tactic? And so you get them back, you got their email, are they going right in after you've sent them the, the info, 
right? You've touched base, you've had that real rapport and you brought it to another level to show that you've been listening. You must yeah. be religious with your CRM. I'm sure you take notes like crazy, do you? Are you I mean, how, walk me through that tactical I take process. I take copious notes and I put them all in, my, in the contact of the person. So I have yep. them all in my phone. So then that way I know like, okay, I'm gonna see Darren and I wanna make sure that I know something about him. So I have a conversation starter. And then I always want to follow up with a phone call. So I met Bob. I know that Bob's thinking about, he's going through a divorce. He's thinking about buying a house. I want to make sure that I took notes on everything. Bob has blue eyes. Bob has a daughter. His daughter's 32 years old. I want to make sure that I took those notes. So then when I follow up with him, I can say, oh, hey, Bob, it was so great to meet you and your daughter last night. You know, you mentioned that you were thinking about, you know, buying a house because you're going through a divorce. You know, I just wanted to make sure if there's anything I can help you with, you know, that you have mm -hmm, my contact mm -hmm. information that you saved my contact information. And then I just want to make sure that I checked in on him and then I told him, wow, it's so great. Like, you know, it was so great to meet you last night, but you've got to do it with some authenticity. If Bob is not your vibe, you cannot force it. And the thing yeah. about it is, is that it's, you got to take the shot. People, people all the time talk about, they don't have enough business. That's because they're not taking enough shots. I, I always say I am the Michael Jordan of real estate. I am not afraid to take the shot. If I don't take the shot, I'm, I have no chance of making the basket. I have zero chance of making the basket if I don't take the shot. So 100%. who cares if it's an air ball? Because you've got to keep in mind, at some point, I'm going to make the shot. I'm going to make the 15,000. Like, that's the thing that you've got to keep in mind take the shot. Number one, the more shots you take, the more shots you make. Number two, the more shots you take, the more proficient you become at your skill. Like that's where people, where real estate agents like lose the game is that they're paralyzed. They're paralyzed by perfection. They're paralyzed by fear. They just, they don't see, like they just, they, they don't see that if you just take it, you become, who do you want to get on the airplane with? The guy who goes once a month to Paris or the guy who goes five times a day to Columbus, Ohio. I want to get on the plane with the person taking off and landing all of the time because that person is proficient in their skill. That's, that's where you want to get. And you want to get so comfortable that it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're at the dry cleaners or a restaurant or school, that you can speak proficiently about your skill, which is real estate. Love it. So good. What do you, let me switch to the, the clients you have that you've yes. serviced. Yes. What is that? What does that Ooh. funnel look like? What does that past clients funnel look like? Tell give it, me, I know we don't have a ton of time left, but I uh, like, stalker. Where, okay. I let's am hear. a stalker. So like literally used to, you know, back in the olden days, it was your hour of power where you called people, you know, that my hour of power is stalking you on social media. Like literally congratulate, compliment, or console. That is what builds the foundation of a relationship. So your kid graduated from high school, your dog died, you had a baby, you had an anniversary. Celebrating those moments, acknowledging those moments is what moves you from a service provider to in relationship with your clients. Because what happens is, is that if you're nothing but a service provider, you are easily replaced. You are interchangeable. But your, when, once you move into relationship with your clients where you're acknowledging, congratulating, complimenting, and consoling them, when you, that's when you move into relationship. Like so you're, you had a baby. We sent you a blanket that has your baby's name. Every time you look at that blanket, you're thinking about me. You, it was your anniversary. You got married. We took that picture off of Facebook. We framed it. We sent it to you. I was, and this is not just for your clients. We do a ton of agent to agent referrals right. and, 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 and an agent in our ecosystem lost her father suddenly. And, and she posted like her favorite photo of her dad on her Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we pulled that photo from Facebook and I sent a note and a handwritten note. I just wanted you to know that I'm thinking about you. I hope every time you look at this photo, it brings back every good memory that you had of your dad. 
um, feel my hugs, love Glenda. And it's a handwritten note, handwritten by me. And every single bit of it is authentic and real. It is not contrived. It is absolutely 100% genuine. And getting in relationship with people is so important and touching them, making them feel the genuineness of your touch. This, this is, it is not 1982. Refrigerator magnets are dead. Like <laughs> you need to be in relationship with your people. And if you're not, someone else is. So, yes. So I love, I, I, I kind of felt this, this would blend the agent referral as well as your sphere. And what you're telling me here is that um, I'm sure some people wanted to hear there's just this automated follow-up that will just go till they buy again. But I love the fact that you've transitioned this to something super, almost like manual, ears yes. open, heart open, and look, find those. Or, or, do you dedicate an hour a day into social to see what's going on to build in the people so that then you can take it forward and make that personal touch? Like what kind of commitment are you putting out day in, day out to that Two series hours. of efforts? Two hours. Okay. Two hours, and it, and literally, we are stalking people like an ex-girlfriend. I mean, it is like serious. You're stalking, but then you're putting a follow-up into action. You guys are taking yeah. action with a with a, yeah. a letter or a picture or a gift. So you've got that that. I mean, the logistics to that for some people, if they've never done it, will be a little scary to say, "Hey, where do I get a picture done?" or "How do I get something printed and sent?" But of course, you had to go through that originally. But now. Yeah you've got your five or six things that go out and, and yeah. uh, I love it is how much is too much to spend. So we spend 10% of our gross commission on gifting. Wow. On loving on our loving on our people. And literally we are, we are loving on them every single day, whether it's your birthday, your anniversary, you had a baby. I, I mean, literally, I mean, there is no, I mean, you just got a new dog. We sent dog treats. You just had a baby. We sent a blanket. You just had an anniversary. We sent a picture frame. Um, your kid just had a birthday. We sent a puzzle. So like literally, I mean, Joanna just walked back in the door from hand delivering cupcakes to our client's house for his son's fourth birthday. Wow. And how long ago did that client buy? Uh, four months ago. And would that also happen to somebody who had done that four years ago? Absolutely. hundred percent. So you mean this is, so people would say 10% of gross commission. I made 500 K that's 50,000. How, how is money not better spent than something like this? Like that's what you mean. And that's probably the path you've gone to say, of course, I'm going to spend this much because the ROI is, is almost infinite. I bet. It is insane. It is absolutely the ROI on it. The ROI on, from a money perspective is insane. The ROI from the feel good perspective is a thousand times better. Right. You put putting out that you can't love on people enough. I don't right. care what anybody says. You can't put out that much love and not just naturally it come back to you. you it just, it's impossible. I, I will tell you my business exponentially increased when I figured out that loving on the people that love on me is where all of the secret sauce lies. I spent thousands of dollars, tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars on hit it and quit it online lead generation, chasing hit it and quit it buyers who didn't care about me. It was not until I learned to love on the people that love on me that literally I took a deep breath and the business just poured in. You probably, I mean, the I can only imagine the headspace change too, because this business can beat us up. And when we're chasing rabbits, we're chasing, we're getting, you know, being in the Tom Fair organization, I mean, there's nothing but ideas thrown at us, right? right? Um, that it's like, oh, I'll try this this time. I'll try this this time. But you're saying, you know, yeah, I tried those. It sounded oh. good. 
sometimes it works for some, but for you, you found this sweet spot of, again, authenticity, similar to your TikTok, but on the flip side. Uh, and it's been, I mean, that that's, I mean, that's your pension plan, really. It's, yeah. uh, there's so it's very manual, Yeah. but it's, you love it. You must love it. Yeah. I, I love it. And what I love even more is like, literally they don't do anything without picking up the phone and calling. They don't paint. They don't renovate. They don't add onto their house without calling me and saying, Hey, Glenda, um, I'm thinking about redoing the kitchen. Um, can you come over and tell me what you want, what you think I should do and how much I should spend? Like literally, like that's the type of relationship that I have with my people. Like they're not doing anything to affect their investment without me. It, and, and, it, and literally I had one guy, I had one guy and he, and he's like, okay, I want to get, I, I want, I need to get a, a sofa. I need bar stools. I need chairs for my dining room table. And literally I go online, I send it to him. He says, do you like it? Yep. I like it. He's like, okay, buy it. I mean, like they're like, we're, we're in a, that's a real relationship. Right? Yeah, that's real I mean, rapport. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's so funny. Cause I said to him, I said, well, I don't want to buy the dining room table, the dining room chairs without you, you know, being sure that these are the ones you want. He goes, I just bought a $400,000 condo from you that I never saw because you told me to buy it. He goes, why are you questioning dining room chairs? And it's just like, like, oh yeah. Like, what am I thinking? You know I mean? It's insane. I mean, that's the type of relationship when people are buying a $400,000 condo that they've never laid eyes on, depending on your judgment, that's when you know that you're in relationship with somebody. 100%. And I think you probably enter that world of true relationship. I bet when these people reach out to you, they're not saying, hey, sorry to bug you. They're, oh. they're like, I want, they, they, they don't say sorry for that. Like the person that has to say that first probably means they're, you're completely out of rapport with them. But these people are like almost friends and or they are friends and and they they don't feel that them asking you as the source, the hub is an inconvenience because you've shown outwardly that you care anyway. So they're they're willing to come back and they know that you'll help. Uh, this this guy sends me a text message at 1:18 a.m. And he says, which are my parking spaces? So he doesn't even know he's bought this bought this penthouse. He's seen the penthouse, but he doesn't know which, what his parking space numbers are. I said, pull up the ramp. Your parking spaces are the two that are straight in front of you, 201 and 202. And he's like, okay, great. Where is the fob to get into the building? I said, which car are you in? He goes, I'm in the, the BMW. I said, I put them in the center console for you. The key fob is in the center console for you. He's like, he's like, oh, great. I said, it's a good thing that I sleep with my phone so I can answer your text in the middle of the night. He goes, LOL, it would be tragic if you did not I mean, like literally like, and, and some people are saying that's ridiculous. I'm not responding to somebody at 1:18 AM. You're not responding to your client, but I guarantee you, you're responding to your friend, your kid. I mean, this is the type of relationship that I'm in with my clients there. It's not a bother to me. I love that they need me to that level because I guarantee you they're not calling some online realtor that's giving them a discount, getting that same sort of service. Yeah, they're this, it's the same client that when they list with you and maybe it hasn't sold yet and it's come to renew, they, we, they renew. And you always look around, you can see some top agents, they never lose a listing. Even nope. if it's six months, nine months, those good agents in rapport don't lose it to the next best agent, right? Um, I love it. Now, I know you've got to run. Um, I could talk to you for hours on this, and I'm sure our listeners could just keep digging in. So maybe, maybe I'll bring you, we could do something again direct to the brokerage, which would be amazing if you'd be up for it. Um, Absolutely. I, I am honored I'm, to be here. I like, I like literally, when I, I was like, I was like, really? Like, he wants to talk to me? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. When you are doing things like we've talked the whole day, just authentically, good. And I've been on the receiving end that you've sent me something before and I can't remember what it is, but it was just like amazing. And I know other realtors in the network that you're part of just feel this way about you. And, but I thank you so much for sharing these golden nuggets with us and spending all this time allowing us to pick your brain on these two, two and a half topics, I'll say, 
Um, you can all of these transition so nicely with the agent to agent referral business, the strategies that you take on with your social media. Um, it, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it and I have no idea how much time we've been together, but I, I swear, I feel like I could just talk to you forever. It's a lot of fun. These things, right? Let's talk about being it authentic. Is. It we've is. been in business a while and there's many that will learn a lot from today. So for all the listeners, thanks for spending time with us again. This has been another episode of the re-education experience and I have been re-educated. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Until next time. Thanks so much, Darren.